blonde-haired, blue-eyed twin boys, age 14. What trouble could they possibly get into? Changing from cute to handsome would be a trip of the unexpected. Chad came running out of the barn one day, yelling at the top of his voice, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Blood was streaming down his face, arms and chest. Bits of flesh and charcoal clung to his shirt. He had just blown off his thumb and index finger. Man, it's a good thing that worship was his first verbal response. How does that sound for a story to start out your week here on Life Journeys? I'm Terry Hardica, and today we're going to talk about two polar opposites when it comes to the extremes of life. I hope you're being encouraged and strengthened in your faith by this podcast. If you know someone who's going through a time that doesn't seem to square with their faith, you might want to encourage them to listen. The easiest way is to just direct them to lifejourneys.us. These boys were daredevils, it would seem, and they drew others into their circle. I was wondering if I'd be next. And I was. We were pastoring our first church in southwest Minnesota and had found our way out to a farm. The boys brought me to the side yard where they had a maze of platforms high in a huge cottonwood. They'd climb to one of them, grab a rope, and jump. Try it, they said. By the time I finally worked up the stupidity to try it, most everyone else had gone inside. I was high up on the top platform trying to get the little board on my rump without falling as the rope stretched tighter and tighter. I had dress shoes on, and with a light rain starting, they were very slippery as my feet pushed over the edge. It's now or never, I said, as I fell forward and straight down with easily three stories up to go. Finally, the rope pulled me into an arc and away from the ground. Man, no wonder these kids' parents teach them about trusting in God. They're going to need it, I thought. What's coming next? What is God going to do? I mean, in America. Or your life. What about what's happening in Israel? When will the church be taken up in the rapture? Who are the four horsemen of the apocalypse? We've got a lot of questions. The angel told John in Revelation 4.1, Come up here. I want to show you things which must be hereafter. Then, before the Lord shows what's coming next in this world, John sees the throne of God. There are things that you're going to have to see to be impacted by so that you'll be able to take what's coming later. Basically, the progression is, you need to see this first. You're not ready yet. What's going to happen to, an, to America? What's going to happen to your family? You need to see the throne of God first. Then you'll be ready. How extremely vital it is that we look up and see what heaven is up to before we're ready to look upon the things concerning earth's last days. See what's going on above to understand the world's situation. Don't look at the world's situation to try to understand God. 
That's backwards and will surely lead to ruin. See heaven. Take your cue from above. Listen and learn from your heavenly king instead of preoccupying yourself with the opinions of men. Only then will this life's present dilemmas make sense. When John is told of what must come, his first encounter is with the scene around God's throne. He's not going to be allowed to know what happens on the earth until he knows precisely who is in control and that God's will is going to determine the day, not the will of evil and darkness. It says in verse 4, And around about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. I remember Peter sitting in a prison cell for his testimony. I recall the falling and regathering of Israel's ancient tribes, of Jacob's sons, birthed in a time of great distress and injustice at the hand of his own family member. I see twelve of the twenty-four. They are the tribes of Israel, Jacob's sons now seated. Then there are the apostles, eleven of whom had been martyred for their faith. They had doubtless fled to safety many times, barely escaping, knowing a violent death faced them one day, yet preaching with the courage of any of our generation's greatest war heroes. They entered heaven with heavy battle scars, leaving families in tears and as targets of the devil's revenge. Now, here they sit as a testament to all who would dare to live courageously for Christ, not loving their lives unto death. They are the fulfillment of Jesus' words to the last church, the lukewarm ones. Here is what I promised you. These faithful, the remnant, are those who will superintend the battles of the last days. Their conversation and their songs will be the ruling force in what is about to fill the earth as God takes His creation back. Imagine being the parents of one of these disciples. Or like Mary, the mother of Jesus. They would all need to prepare themselves by nothing less than the power of heaven's throne. And today, look where they are. Next, Imagine the parents of these two blonde-haired, blue-eyed daredevils. Before the day Chad went into the barn with his brother, gunpowder under his shirt, they had been taught to worship the Lord. Like John seeing the vision of the throne before the unfolding of the end of the world as we know it, these two boys had learned as well how to respond to tragedy as if they had just seen God in all of His majesty. They had learned something about seeing this world's worst from heaven's view. So when they were playing with the gunpowder that day, little did they know that they were going to need all that they had been taught about God being in control. Looking towards heaven and worshiping God in the worst of times had been ingrained in their spiritual muscle memory. Revelation Verse number 5 of the fourth chapter says, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of thunder burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Just take in the sight and the sound of what John saw. What's going on on the earth today? 
See what John saw first. Hear what John heard. Don't concern yourself with the announcements of the media and the voices of enemy armies roaming the streets. The sounds of the throne in full majesty are behind the rushing forward of this world's evil, and the glory is about to overcome the world. You see, what I'm saying here is that God is in control, and whatever is happening, he's allowing for a positive reason. Do you see that what you are and what you contend with is a consequence of what is happening at heaven's throne? This is not about socialism here in America. This is about bringing the earth face to face with the glory of this scene that is before John. There will be a clash with forces that are beyond imagination, beyond any cunning we could imagine, that are very deceptive and powerful and defeated. Get ready to run out of the barn with a shout of worship. <laughs>